Welcome, Welcome to, to Mistakes, Mistakes Make, Make Magic. Magic, a podcast dedicated to embracing imperfection and pursuing your passion. Here is your host, photographer and entrepreneur, Katherine Guidry. I am thrilled to tell you about our sponsors. These are companies that I have chosen to share because I believe in them and know they can help you and your business. Mistakes Make Magic is brought to you by Black River Imaging. Black River Imaging is a print lab used by both professional photographers and non-professionals to print their photos. They specialize in handcrafted albums, custom gifts and stationery, and they're offering 20% off your purchase using the code MAGIC. Also sponsoring the podcast is Show It. This is the platform I use to build and launch my website and new branded WordPress blog. Their super easy drag and drop side-by-side builder for desktop and mobile allows you to execute your own personal vision. Show It is offering 10% off your subscription using the code MAGIC. Without any further ado, the newest episode of Mistakes Make Magic. Hey, I am really excited for today's podcast. I feel like I always say that I'm really excited, but no, I am. I'm excited for today's podcast because I'm talking about something that I feel like we've all struggled with at some point or another. If you are an entrepreneur and you're running your own business, there are going to be times, I promise you, even if you absolutely love what you do, there are going to be times when you feel like you're uninspired or you're in a slump or you're feeling down. I love what I do. I absolutely, I was like obsessed with photography when I first started and I'm still pretty obsessed with it. But I'm going to be honest, like last summer was a very strange time for me because it was the first time in all the years, it's been almost 10 years of me photographing uh, for a living that I felt truly uninspired. Like, I don't know exactly what brought it on. It could have just been, you know, doing the same thing or shooting in the same places. But regardless of what was causing it, I was feeling like I was in a slump. And I know what that's like. I knew I had to do something different. And so there are a lot of things that I did that have helped. And one of the big things that I did was actually starting this podcast. It was really born out of the desire to stretch and challenge myself and be inspired again. I was just talking to Brad about how, you know, I wanted to connect with other people. I wanted to connect with you. I wanted to connect with all of you guys listening and the guests that we're interviewing and connect with myself, honestly, just talk about things like this, like this very topic, dive into it and think about what am I doing to be inspired and help other people. So for that, I'm really, really grateful. The podcast has been a real adventure for us. It's definitely been a lot of work, but it's been also very, very rewarding. So I want to share with you today some things that I have done that have worked, and I'm also going to be sharing with you some things that haven't worked. But hey, mistakes make magic, right? So here we go. When you are feeling uninspired, my first tip is going to be to exercise. And I actually have to give Brad credit for this tip because when I told him I was going to be talking about this, I was like, you know, what are some of the things that you do whenever you feel uninspired? And he's like, I exercise. And it's true. He'll be you know, six hours into his work day. And he's like, I've got to get to the gym. So he'll go, he'll work out for an hour and then he'll come back and and he's ready to go. For me, 
I don't necessarily feel like I need high intensity workout to be focused. I find that it's just little short breaks that work well for me. So if you're working and you're feeling like you're uninspired, go exercise. And it might be that you are into the high intensity thing, or maybe it's just a walk around the block or a quick bike ride. It's incredible, really, how much that can clear my mind, a walk around the block. I take chaos, my little five-pound chihuahua. I take him around the block a couple of times a day, and the walk is like 10 minutes. It's, it's not far at all, but when I do that, I feel like I'm able to just get away from my computer for a few minutes, and then when, by the time I get back, I feel like I'm ready to go again. One thing that I would suggest not doing when you're feeling uninspired is eating. And Brad is definitely healthier than I am, but when we were talking about this episode, he was saying that fasting is good for your cognitive performance. He is way more into health and way more educated in that department than I am, so I'm going to take his word for it. But I believe it because when I'm feeling uninspired or overwhelmed, I'll eat like I'll go to yogurt land or I'll eat a bowl of cereal and none of those things are going to make me feel good. So I would put that in the mistakes category. If you are also like thinking about yourself right now and thinking, oh my gosh, I do that. It's okay. I really do do this in something I'm working on, but it's just recognizing it, like recognizing, okay, I'm really not hungry or just don't buy bad things. Like we've completely stopped buying bad food except for cereal. That one, actually, we probably should nix the cereal, (laughs) but you know, The types of food that we're eating, they affect our brain power. They affect how we feel. And eating those bad things, they're not going to help us get from point A to Z, which is where we need to be. So the next time you are feeling uninspired or overwhelmed, get out, go for a walk, go for a bike ride, exercise, and try not to eat those bad foods. So another thing that kind of goes hand in hand, I feel like for me at least, is that when I'm feeling anxious and overwhelmed, I'm talking like so stressed that my jaw hurts, which is something that I've been experiencing lately. I have never experienced that before. But when I'm feeling that stressed, a lot of times that will manifest itself into making me feel like I need to sleep. But really, I'm not tired It's just my mind tricking me into wanting to lay down. And I am going to talk about sleeping, you know, like actually sleeping and getting rest. But this isn't like a tired sleep. This is just a form of procrastination. And I feel like I've been able to recognize this in myself and avoid it, thankfully. But, you know, when we have a lot going on, it's like if you just sleep, you can forget about it, you know. So when you're not tired, try not to go to sleep because you're only procrastinating and you're spending time not accomplishing the things that are potentially making you feel anxious and overwhelmed. Like write it down, write down what's stressing you out, make a list, accomplish one thing at a time instead of going to bed. And Kind of on that same, there's a couple of things that I was thinking about in terms of sleep. So there was that, you know, not napping when you're not actually tired. Another thing that I've learned about myself is that if I have a lot going on, you might be a morning person or a night person. So I'm a night person. I go into that nighttime category. And 
whatever you are, I would keep that in mind when you're feeling overwhelmed. So if you're not a night person, don't stay up all night trying to get your work done. Just go to sleep. Go to bed, wake up early when you're feeling good and really tackle your goals. I'm the opposite. I'm not going to try to like wake up early and tackle 5 million things because they'll never get done. I'm going to sleep. I'm not going to wake up. So what I do is I just stay up. Like I'll stay up, finish the work until it's done or in a place where I feel good about it and then I'll go to sleep. So you really just need to recognize the type of person you are, how your body functions and go with that. The other thing that I want to talk about in terms of sleep is sleeping when you are tired. Honestly, last night I got to this point where I was trying to, I don't even remember what I was working on, but I was trying to do something and I I could barely keep my eyes open. And I was like, I've got to go to bed. And so when you're tired, go to bed. Like you're never going to get everything done that you need to do in that day. We never, we're never finished. It's just, that's just life. We're never done. So sleep when you're tired. Sundays, I know personally are like the best slash worst day for me every week because it's my first day off typically. And I'm usually really, really mentally and physically exhausted on Sundays. So I've started to realize like, okay, Sundays are a day of rest for me. There was like a short stretch of time when I was hanging out with my sister-in-law for a few Sundays in a row. And by the third Sunday, she made a comment like every time she saw me, I was crying. (laughs) And one thing that happens with me is I'm like a child. When I'm I'm tired, I cry. And so I've begun to recognize those emotional tears as a sign of fatigue and honor those feelings. Like when I get that way, it's time for me to go to sleep. I don't care how much I have going on. A one or two hour nap can do wonders for the soul. Whatever you feel tired and you feel like you can't do anymore, go to sleep. Go to sleep. You, whatever work is overwhelming you, it will be there tomorrow. But you're not going to be able to get through that work if you're pushing yourself to the point where you can't think anymore. And I know this is TMI for all the men listening out there, so earmuffs if you're not comfortable with this. But there are two days out of every month that I feel very tired. One of the days I usually nap, and the other day I usually sleep late and go to bed early. I barely get anything done on that day because I'm seriously that tired. I use this app called Period Tracker, and I know when those days are coming. So when I start feeling that way, I'll check the app, and a lot of times I'm like, oh, okay, that's why. So guy or girl, like we all have cycles. We all have tendencies And part of being a successful business person and a successful entrepreneur is knowing yourself, knowing how you function, knowing where you are the strongest and honoring that. So number three, my number three tip is going to be to surround yourself with good people. Guys, this goes so far beyond business and entrepreneurship. This is like life goals here. But I want you to take a moment to quickly visualize the feeling you get when you hang out with someone who makes you feel good, who makes you feel like you can do anything. When I met Brad, one of the things that drew me to him was the way he made me feel about myself. Like there's this photo of us. So when we met, we were working on this project called Beausoleil. And every time I see this photo, I remember why I loved him in the beginning because he made me feel so smart. (laughs) It's silly, but like 
there's this photo. Okay, so there's this photo where I'm talking to one of the other team managers and Brad is list like he's looking at me in the photo and you could tell he's listening to me. And that feeling like that he valued the words that I was saying and that he believed in me meant more than he'll ever know. So when you are thinking of the type of people that you're going to surround yourself with, be around people that make you feel good. They make you feel like you can do anything. Or maybe it's their positivity. Maybe they're a positive person and they have this ability to see good in all things and all people. You want that to rub off on you and that to be what you surround yourself with. You want to leave somebody feeling like freaking amazing. You know, that you were able to give them something and they were able to give you something. One thing that I've also been doing lately is arranging for monthly hangouts with friends. Some of these in person and some are not. So currently we live in a smaller city called Lafayette. And after college, a few of my close friends moved away to larger cities for work. And I also, on another note, have met several other creatives recently that I find to be like extremely inspiring, but they're also in other cities. So we've been organizing these Google Hangouts. And I have two Google Hangout groups that I'm a part of. One is a group of two to three friends where we just chat and we laugh and we enjoy each other's company and it's strictly fun. It's not business related at all, but it's such a great break away from work. The other is a group of two other female entrepreneurs where we talk solely about business. We're all in different industries and each person has 20 to 30 minutes to discuss things that they're struggling with and working on and the other two of us can provide feedback and then we switch. I mean, it's called a mastermind, according to one of the girls, but I've never participated in a mastermind before, so I just think of it as like a Google Hangout and um, a business meetup, and I think you can call it whatever you want, as long as you are meeting with two or three other people that you feel like are equally on the same page as you and can contribute in the same ways in which you are contributing. I know my friend Lindsay also has a text message group of peers in her industry that discuss things that are going on with their businesses. She even mentioned recently that they're going to do an in-person meetup this summer. So these are just some great ways to not ever feel limited by anything, whether it be where you live or time or whatever. Like you can make anything happen. You just have to create that opportunity and make it a point to reach out to people. And I will say, if you are doing a lot of meetups online, try to have an in-person meetup at least annually. If you can, I would do it semi-annually to reconnect in person. A mistake that doesn't make magic is hanging out with people who bring you down. And this isn't to be negative, but I feel like I've talked a lot about, you know, surrounding yourself with people that make you feel good and make you feel inspired. And that's really great. But you also have to separate yourself from people who may be constantly doubting you or your abilities. Maybe they're questioning your decisions or maybe they're just negative and you don't want to be around that. I heard JLD on the EO Fire podcast today say that we are a combination of the five people we spend the most time with. So when you think of the five people that you are spending the most time with right now, I hope that they are making you feel amazing, fantastic, loved, fired up, free, confident. These are things that I like jotted down. I hope that those people are making you feel like you can do anything 
that you can be anything you want and they're making you feel like you can just tackle whatever goal you have in mind because you can. And if that's not happening, if that's not your situation, change it. If you take anything away from this podcast, change that. So I feel like I got on a soapbox a little bit over there, but I really feel passionate about that one. Just relationships are so, so, so important. Number four, get out and get into an inspiring space. I personally am not super big in working um, inside of a coffee shop, although I know that really, really works well for some people. If you need to get out of your house and a coffee shop works well for you and you feel like you can get there and knock out some work for a while, do that. As I was writing this, thinking about what are some things that do make me feel inspired. I love art and architecture, even though I obviously didn't like designing architecture. For those of you that don't know, I have that's what I have my degree in is architecture. But that aspect of designing architecture wasn't for me. But I really do love being surrounded in an urban environment with activity. Those things make me feel like I've got my juices flowing. I have a friend, Haley, though. She loves to be in a zen space, somewhere with maybe a fountain or quiet music. Learn about yourself. Learn what sets your heart on fire and do that very, very thing when you feel your heart getting heavy. Literally, get in your car, get on foot, and go somewhere that can make you feel rejuvenated again. One thing that this podcast has really brought to my attention, and for whatever reason this year has really brought to my attention, is that life is so much about learning who you are. And so much of happiness is about learning who you are. So much about being an artist is about learning who you are, learning your style. And the more I listen to the people that I look up to, that's what's making them stand out for me is that they have such a strong sense of who they are as a person. So even if that means something as small as knowing what type of environment you feel good in or the type of people you like to be around, Those are all reflections of who you are as a person. And the more you know about that, the more you can start to put yourself in the places where you need to be. Another thing that you can do that's kind of in the same lane as getting out and getting into an inspiring space is doing something fun. So Brad, I know oftentimes throughout the day, will hop onto his drums and his guitar and he'll just play for a few minutes and he'll get back to work. I love to run errands. It gets me out of the house. It allows me to feel productive. Plus, I can take a podcast or a music break to free my mind from whatever it was that I was thinking about. Are you taking enough time for yourself? Are you spending time with your friends? Taking at least one entire day off of work. I'm talking no emails, no social media unless you want to. Are you taking care of yourself? Self-care, having fun, They can contribute to being successful so much, so much. It's not just about work. And a lot of people who are very successful work a lot. And they probably got to where they were because they worked a lot. But at some point, you're going to burn out. And at some point, you're going to feel like, I don't want to do this anymore. So don't let it get to that. The last tip that I want to talk about today is... Looking at art in other genres. 
in Catherine Freeman's episode number 10, she talked about how although she is a painter, she seeks out art in the interior design industry for inspiration. She finds color palettes, textures, and style choices by following other designers, and then she takes that and she translates it into her painting work. I feel like this is such a great way to gather ideas, gather colors, etc., without copying others within your own industry. I know personally I could never get into designing buildings, uh, obviously, because I have my degree in architecture and decided not to do that, but I am still very inspired by awesome spaces, urban environments, and even street art. Like, that gets me beyond excited. So... In Megan Gonzalez's episode, this was episode number 25, we talked about the difference between inspiration and copying. In Megan's episode, she talked about how she used to intentionally emulate others' work, but it was only in the confines of her studio, and it was never shared with or used for clients. So what we were talking about was just how copying can be a great exercise. You know, you can learn how something was done or put together, but it's when you're taking those ideas and you're using them for a client, that's when it becomes copying. So if you are in that situation where you're feeling compelled to look to others in your own industry for inspiration, just be aware that if you're using it for a client, you definitely should make it your own. And if you're feeling like maybe you're, I don't know, not able to make it your own, just don't even look. Like, Wait until you're home and you're not at a shoot or something like that. You definitely just don't want to copy others and use it for your own benefit because there is a difference between inspiration and copying. And so that's why I love the suggestion that Catherine made about looking to other industries and looking to other people to inspire and inform your own work. If you're in a slump or you're feeling uninspired, I hope that today's podcast gave you the kick in the butt that you needed. I absolutely know what it feels like when work feels like work, and that's not a good place. We all want to wake up feeling excited and ready to take on the world. So I'm going to recap the five things that we talked about today. Number one, don't stress eat, but do exercise. Get out, get moving, get your heart rate up, even if it's just a walk around the block just get some fresh air. Separating from the work will really help you. Number two, don't use sleep as a form of procrastination, but do recognize your feelings and emotions when you are tired and get some rest if you need it. Number three, surround yourself with good, uplifting humans. Life is too short to subject ourselves to unnecessary criticism and negativity. It is just not worth it. Number four, get out and into spaces that make you feel something. Staying at home is fun sometimes, but if you're looking for inspiration, you got to get out. Take a break, run an errand, do something fun. Separate yourself from work. It will pay off. It will be good for you. It will be good for your soul, if anything. And number five, look into other genres. If you're an interior decorator, check out painters and vice versa. We can learn so much from the art and landscapes that surround us. We just need to broaden our horizons and step outside of what we know. If you enjoyed today's podcast, do me a favor, take a screenshot or hop online and tell me that you're tuning in. There are definitely days, just like you, I'm sure, where finding the discipline and motivation to do the work 
can be a challenge. And this podcast can be challenging sometimes. Your words and posts mean more to me than you know. They really help me keep going. They really help us keep bringing some awesome content. And I definitely read every single one of the posts, every single one of the reviews on iTunes. It helps us keep continuing to work our way up the charts, grow our numbers. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for taking the time to rate and review the podcast. It really, really means so much. Whatever you do today, remember that fear only tricks us into living a boring life. So go out, make mistakes, and make magic. Wedding industry peers in the Lafayette, Louisiana area, I want to introduce you to the Boutique Bridal Show. With an average count of 200 engaged attendees, it is intimate, organized, and effective. Sign up is from now until October for the 2019 event at www.boutiquebridalshow.com.